Hi, this is Adrian with Black Women in Europe podcast and with my co-host Angela in Germany. And we are having a follow-up talk with Kimo of OMAC to find out more about his part in the organized relief efforts for our diaspora that was caught up in the war in Ukraine. Kimo, thank you so much for coming. So good to see you. Yeah, thanks good. a lot. Welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for, for having me again. Um, happy to be here. Thank you. Now, just as a refresher, the war, uh, Russia attacked Ukraine and our diaspora got caught up in it and has been facing particular problems. Can you give us background information again and an update on the relief efforts? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, I think uh, since the war broke out, you know, um, surprisingly, we all find out that people of African descent were getting, you know, stopped at the border and and then facing all kinds of challenges. And immediately, um, a lot of the grassroots um, efforts started. Like people started coming together, organization and individual to like just find a way to support and then provide the help they can. Um, and so that, in the same token, Omec also we got contacted by uh, some of our Afro students. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started a discussion within the community and then we decided to do the best that we can and uh, that automatically led to um, you know us connecting with sort of other organization and individual and then build this uh, you know grassroots um, organization and try to support. How and many so, weeks have you been doing this? Can you remember? Uh, uh, wow. Well, nah. let, let me help you out. Uh, yes. The war started on February 24th. It's been 76 days, 76 long days. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, so I, I would say we started our, our initiative for probably six days later uh, when the war started, because that's when we started getting the news and, and then about what was happening. So, yeah, we've been there who've been actually supporting, not there, um, but been supporting the best we can all this time. Um, oh, amazing, almost from the very beginning. I wanna congratulate and thank you on that. Again, the leadership and the way that um, everything just came together. So for, oh, for at least 70 days, so there've been collective efforts. Describe those efforts. Yeah, I think initially it was just like a reactionary, right? Um, people are getting stuck at the border and they couldn't go and it was cold and and yeah, talk about, you know, the weather and then the human, the discrimination and everything. So the effort basically started and then this was not only Omega, I think it was like just grassroots um, effort was happening everywhere. Um, and so people, the first thing was like, get people out of the border, just get them across and get them to the safety. That was the thing. And I think um, a lot of the organization were like really well organized and supported with that. And then we also came together and then kind of like started exchanging information, who's where and then who's on the ground and who's doing what. Um, and then working, collaborating also with organization that was like directly on the ground and helping people move. Um, and quickly we started realizing this, that what it had the chance to move like to Poland and across the border now needed like supply and then they needed to, and then so we organized immediately a supply drive to support with that. Um, and so, so far we are able to send about like eight plus, I think between eight and 10 van load uh, for supply. Um, and then we still have a more left um, to go. So 
able to distribute that. And we saw also did a fundraising and then supported grassroots organizations on the ground. Um, they are like in, uh, in Poland, but also in uh, Slovakia, um, just to send them cash because sometimes that's what they need. And then we've been able to do that. And then, you know, um, support and talk to people directly in the, in the camp. And uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been all kind of effort. Now, I think most of the, the students are up cross and then got out of that, that safety um, situation. And now this is the second phase um, of the effort that's starting. You know, people are in Germany, people are in Hungary, people are in uh, Poland, um, Slovakia, all these border places, and some in the Netherlands and like in everywhere in France, across Europe. And yeah, now the second thing, yeah, yeah the, the integration is the second thing. Now uh, students want to go back to school. How does that happen? Um, how do they pay? Do, do they have the pocket money? How are they surviving? And that is the bigger things now. You know uh, what? I, I didn't even think about that their studies were disrupted. Duh. I mean, obviously their studies were disrupted, but they're still focused on why they were there in the first place, a lot of the students. I want to get back. Can you do you not have a rough idea how much cash has been um, raised? Cash is never wrong, as you say. Um, how much has been raised, and is there still a goal for more? Yeah. So basically, from our effort, I think a lot of organizations have been raising funds. Um, from our effort, uh, we have about raised, um, I think, a little over thirteen thousand. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, we, um, this is, uh, again, um, OMEC and, and with other organizations like uh, Sonar. Sonar is located in the UK um, with uh, Giselle, we've been working with her. She's also done um, fundraising together with OMEC and then um, um, with uh, Black Ladies Talk, we've um, also worked with them. And uh, then OMEC, there's also other individuals. So we've been collectively working together. So that's that's how much we are able to raise. Um, and so sending supplies down was a part of like a financing some of that. And we also work with a organization like uh, Fastlane. So they basically transport tanks down to the border and uh, they've been like extremely helpful. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how much we've been able to raise so far. That's a fantastic amount. Um, how much more is needed? I, I don't know if there's a cap. I mean, it's just please keep donating five euro, 10 euro, 25 euro, whatever. No, there's never a cap, especially like moving to the second phase now. Um, I think a lot of the student, what we've been seeing is this, uh, especially a lot of the organization that are on the border there that's directly involved with student helping. They're cooking almost every day and then trying to help these students who are at you know, the concentration, not concentration camp, but, but who are in the camp or like in the neighborhood and they're living there. So they come and then they cook for them to help them um, get, get that and also need for supply, but also um, need for some of them need to actually pay the tuition because they are going online. So there's all this need actually that's, uh, that's present now. And so, yeah, there's absolutely never um, a cap right now. Even, even speaking as we speak right now, there's a, uh, um, organization like at the part, uh, um, I think uh, Slovakia and also at the Poland, they they need at least like two thousand um, immediately to like 
try to help them and then feed at least four or uh, 500 people. Um, and so this, yeah, there's a lot of people who are devoted there. Um, so Wow. Do you have yeah. any more ideas and numbers of people um, that have been relocated or have, you, we're pretty sure everyone is out that, that wanted to leave? Because I know last time you told us about a doctor who wanted to stay. What's going on with her? No, no, she's still there. She's still, she's okay. still there, um, Dr. Amara. She's still there. She's still helping um, people. She still needs money. Yes, she still, she still needs any kind of help <laughs> that she can get, basically. Um, because the last time we were like, I was, I was here, she's been financing everything using her own money and then going to support uh, people. There's like, there's kind of people that nobody actually knows about. Um, they put in their life on the line. So she's still there. She still needs all kinds of support. Um, recently, we actually were able to collect. Uh, there was a, this um, organization brand that we work together. We work with one of our brand partner gave us like a 17 smartphone. And so we are able to send that at the borders. Like there was a lot of need. And the doctor is one of the people that her phone cracked. And, you know, so we had to like, send, we even sending that, to her crossing at the border is like a, a you know, a real challenge. Um, to well, I was gonna that. say, you can't just put it in the mail and, and post it, I guess. The phone is now at the border in Poland. And so our contact is there, it's like shipping from Poland to, you know, going across, there's no guarantee um, that she's gonna, yeah, it's not, the things have changed. It's a war zone right now, so. Yeah, that's, so, that's for sure. Can I? Um, what are all the students, are they just in a holding pattern in Poland and other countries waiting to see if they can come back to school or? Yes, yes, that's actually the status right now. A lot of them are in every, I think all of them basically, because they just left and now they are in these countries. Um, and the most of the countries, like if you look at Germany was when it happened, it first announced it, like we can have everybody all the way to end of May. And I think they extended that, I think all the way to August or something. And but not all the European countries. So like they are mostly in the limbo because everybody's like, all right, come in, we'll have you and we'll make a decision. So, um, but at, at the same time, you have to have like a, um, a regular status, which means your student visa need to be uh, not expired. Right. And so uh, this coming June, end of May, June, July, a lot of them are going to have like their student visa expiring. And because of the war, they won't be able to renew that. And so they will be in the illegal situation in Europe, across Europe. This is hundreds like uh, we're talking about. Um, and so that that wave actually is coming. So what's going to happen to them? Um, are they going to go back home? What is like the law is not put in place to like support them. Um, accommodation. We, uh, through Sonar, our partner, we actually were able to uh, negotiate with uh, um, what is uh, this, uh, um, what is the name of this uh, Airbnb. So we negotiated with Airbnb and we were able to like get a 14 days um, voucher. And so there's like hundreds of, the last time I checked, we're like almost a thousand people now that's like using this voucher. Um, through sonar and but this was like for 14 days um, some of them have been able to stay past 14 days all the way to a month but the, these vouchers are going to come to an end at some point uh, and where these people are going to stay 
So there's all these accommodation challenges that's gonna be coming soon. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, definitely in the temporary situation. I wanna, before I forget, how can people donate directly to the doctor? Does she have a, uh, is there a fundraising page for her? Or if they earmark it with her name um, through your donation links, will she get it? Or what's no, the best way do you think? That's a good question. There's no um, direct, I think I can look into that, but I don't think there's any direct way to go to donate to her just because of the war situation. And then, um, and I don't even know what how it's money transfer right now in there. There haven't been any any direct way to 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 donate to her, but it's, I think with, she's connected with uh, with Omec, and then we have a people uh, now with Omec, but with our organization um, collective. So we have a people at the border there that's like a direct contact. Uh, so maybe if people make a donation through your link, they can earmark it. They can put a little note that it's for the doctor. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so she, so she can get it. Um, and good point about the phones, horrible, I hadn't thought about student visas running out, temporary accommodations, it all just sounds so terribly frightful. Um, what's the update on like mental health services? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's actually a lot of um, people, organizations that's been volunteering, um, supporting mental health, a lot of mental health practitioners volunteering to support not only the volunteer, but also uh, for students, especially in Germany, there's like um, some um, organizations there already of uh, African descent, um, a collective of uh, um, yeah, mental health practitioner. They organize like a webinar time to time. So, you know, for students to, jo to join and have this conversation. So it seems like the students are plugged in and know how to get this help or do we need to be, um, like I hope our amplifier efforts are helpful and we include the links to you. And is, is that, that's the best way for any student that might have fallen through the cracks. They, they can contact OMEC directly or what do you recommend for any students that may need help that don't know about your resources? Um, yeah, I think right now they can, they can connect through OMEC and then we can actually direct them to the, to the appropriate places. Um, and then the way we can help, we can, whatever way we can help through our organization or collective, we can do that. But there's a lot of, depending the need, right? There's like a lot of organizations out there that we're connected with as well. Um, if it's a mental health, then we can direct them there. And if it's like a financial support, then we can see what we can do or who can help them. Because there's this collective of, uh, of a grassroots organization that we all con you know, connected with as well. So we can always pass this information. So yeah, if they connect to, through OMEC, we can always figure out how to you know, direct them to the right place. And I know you mentioned something that I wasn't up on. I must be too old, but it was some um, channel that you were saying, it wasn't Signal, it wasn't WhatsApp, but it was something that Telegram. you said. Telegram. Okay, for people like me that don't know what Telegram is, what is it and how can people on Telegram find the, the right groups? It's, so basically, Telegram is like a WhatsApp. Uh, it's a WhatsApp competitors. Um, so yeah, it's a, a lot of grassroots organizations that's there that use Telegram just because it has like a, some security um, feature that that people prefer. Uh, so yeah, there's a. I don't like because that the group are private. It's like WhatsApp. You won't find the group until you get invited. Um, so yeah, if a people. 
if you're a grassroots organization, then we can we can invite you onto our group. Like that's where like a lot of group are out there. But like most of if I if almost like all the grassroots organization, if I should say so, are like there because there's a lot of you know all okay. the groups that's there. So you kind of a plug in. There's groups like focus on education. There's group like focus on doing like mental health and you know that's a cross um cross cross collaboration group like all the collective and group that's working there's like one one group that they all share information so yeah basically telegram has been the platform that grassroots organizations okay. are okay i don't know how they passed me by but i'm glad i know about it now i'll remember so if you're a grassroots organization and you want to help and you're not already on telegram get on telegram or actually you yeah, get on telegram but then email omec um, and tell them your organization and they can give you an invite, invite yes. To, yes. The, to the group. What else can people do that are going to hear this? They can donate through your link. Yeah, people can donate through the link. Uh, if you definitely, we still, we're still raising funds and we're still figuring out like what is uh, the next phase because we kind of seen these things kind of come in June and, and uh, that's going to be really uh, any another urgency. Um, so people can still donate because I think like organization on the border, we gonna give them the fund to support them with that. And if we don't any drive on supply drive and whatever request is coming from there, we're gonna do that. I think that's one thing. But I think another thing that's happening right now is like this story is like not making the news anymore, right? And then almost these students are getting forgotten. Um, and so I think my call to action is if you're a writer, if you have a platform, just figure out how to write about this. Let's get this story. Like you, you know, you're, you are doing right now, um, talking about this and make sure people hear about it. And if you're a writer, if you're a podcast, if you have any sort of platform to talk about this, make sure like it's not forgotten. It's not kicked, you know, um, there because and that's my work. biggest fear too that it's gonna get hidden under i mean while they're still talking about ukraine and all the war efforts and the gallantry whatever the, the focus isn't on us um as much as it was when we were first seeing those stories and found out what happened so now we have to focus on yes this this stage coming up so just to reiterate um some people have temporary permission to live in different European countries just through the end of May, maybe, and then maybe getting extended. They may become um, illegal because of that. Student visas may start to expire. Um, temporary housing, like you said, even through Airbnb. Thank you, Airbnb. You've had some problems with the Black community, so good that you're doing this. Um, giving vouchers, maybe they will extend their program. So, uh, so uh, other places, um, like Airbnb or businesses, they can offer how, um, I'm trying to think what can businesses do that they haven't, that they're not doing, they can offer accommodation. Yeah, I think the best thing businesses can do right now, especially the university, I think that's the number one thing. If like, let's say German universities, a lot of them actually, kudos to Germany. Uh, a lot of them have like, they actually were the first country where universities start opening the door, um, taking. So if, if a university does that, then it that alleviates you know, this big wave of like people being illegal um, because of the visa situation. And that's the biggest thing right now, like a lot of the students are worried about. And so universities can actually do that. Um, for companies, 
a lot of these students are like medical students and then and then IT students. So these are like a prime candidate, especially in the digital space, in the IT space. So these are like a lot of students that you can have for intern, and then that also can help um, them with like one finding a job, two like you know um, getting legalized through their paperwork. So those are like all mechanism that that um, brand companies can actually actually support. So. so as far as the university, you're saying some German universities are accepting these students that were accepted into Ukrainian universities and allowing them to study in German universities? Yeah, yeah. so not all the university, but like I, I think few universities in Germany actually have done that. And then um, across Europe, I think there was a, there's been a lot of, you know, especially a lot of these grassroots organizations have been talking, you know, France also, some university were like open, starting to open doors um, there. So like a country here and there, I think that's something. Um, all the country that actually have like a students, including the Netherlands, once this, if the university can like figure out um, to open the door, I have like a, some medical students here um, just wanted to get to the university and but it's just, it's not easy. Yeah. No, and that, um, Angela, had to, were you aware? I know you're in Germany that some of the German universities were doing that. That's fantastic. Um, no, I wasn't aware of that, but I can, I mean, that seems like something that German universities do, would do. They have a lot of students from other countries coming here to go to school. I think one of the bigger problems in, in general might just be finding a place for them at the university. Um, it's not like the universities are empty, you know, <laughs> that's, there's only a certain number of students you can have in, in, in a year. So, but let's hope that more can get in, you know. And um, I, I love that, especially in the tech space, um, internships, paid internships, um, if you can offer those. Um, as far as medical students, I'm going to ask around, I have a friend that teaches in a university here in Sweden and ask if that's something they're doing. And ask if she can find out if that's something that they can do. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so fundraise, give money, donate money. Um, if you can, um, if your university open up your doors, if you're a company that needs IT tech interns, offer positions, are we missing anything? Yeah, if you have any platform, like I was saying, if you have any yeah, platform to share the story, let's keep this story going. Uh, share the story, right. talk about it, figure it out. You know, you know, try to find out what's happening. I think um, let not let this story die like that because a lot of people are still in need. So that would be that would be another thing to add to it. That's right. Whatever voice you have. If it's just to your neighbor and your family and you're, you don't have to be a big influencer. Everybody knows one person, right? Hopefully tell that person and tell a neighbor and point them to the, to the, to the right links. Now, while we still have you, um, Omec has got something fabulous coming up soon. Africa day. No, it's not Africa day. Tell us about Africa that. Day. It's Africa yeah. day. It's, it's, it's several uh, days. It's not just one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the bright side of the conversation. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we have Africa Day coming in May 20, 25th. Um, the things actually a lot of people don't know um, about the Africa Day. So that's why this year OMEC is actually leveraging our fourth um, annual summit to do that during Africa Day. And the idea 
is to like really make Africa Day a mainstream for bicultural and, and of African descent globally. So like this day is a day that we should be celebrating. Because if you think about the history of the Africa Day, this day has been since 1963. Since 1963. And the way Are you it kidding? started. 1963, like seriously? 19, wow. 1963. And, and not only that, the way it started, this was like the one of the most pan-African um, way possible. This was like a resilient uh, resistance against like colonial power. And so when it first started, there was like um, Pan-African, like the leader, people from like, you know, um, from, from, from the United States, from around the continent and from Europe came together. There's like a musician, artist, like influencer came wow. together and did this. Like if you read the story, like the history, and then we don't even know this day exists. Like this is like a 20, 2022. People don't know about it. And this was like to just, and then after that, um, African Union embraced the day now. It's like, all right, we're going to make this officially like Africa Day. And, and it just to celebrate the unity and, and our resilience and our resistance. So it's just like the celebration of like Africans coming together and being united. And that's what the day, that's what the day actually was about. Um, and then somehow it's just like nobody knows about it and it's kind of died down. So now Omek, because we focus on this younger generation, this bicultural generation, is like, all right, let's let's embrace this day. This is our day. The, you know, like our pioneers um, have done their work all the way to here. Let's pick it up. Let's pick up the torch and then let's do something with it. So that's the idea. Um, so it's, yeah, this is like a commemoration that we're doing. That's May 25th. Fantastic. What's that? Well, I'll say it's fantastic. And I was as shocked as Angela when he said 1963. That's a huge gap in our our cultural education that we didn't get in the in the in the United States. They didn't oh, not in the United States. This is everywhere. I grew up in the, I grew up, I spent half of my life on the continent in Guinea. I didn't know about this like until like wow. few years ago. So wow. Oh, that yeah. don't feel too bad then. No, 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 no. Don't yeah. feel too bad. This is the thing. We don't know our our history. Mm. Our story is not being told, is not being celebrated. Like, so I had to do research uh, to find out about this. I mean, some countries, I was having a conversation with colleagues from Zimbabwe. It's like, no, 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 we, this is a holiday. And, and so then I'm like, in Guinea, we don't even know about it. So like, that's let alone like outside the continent and the diaspora and stuff, so. Wow, and next year is gonna be the 60th anniversary of this Africa Day. So we better make that one a big one. Oh, yes. So this year is our pilot of it. And next year is, is every year is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So like, like I said, the idea is like really make these things a mainstream. Everybody should, if a people of African descent, you should know about this day and you should know the history of it and you should know the name of the people. And so like we can start like really celebrating this kind of thing. And it's like just Africa Day itself, it kind of can become this catalyst that this common denominator that we all have in the diaspora that we can like really so that's the that's the idea every year it's only gonna get bigger that's our so, mission uh okay so that's the main day but aren't you is aren't there a lot of other events leading up to it or is that a separate so the way we're doing it is a cultural festival so we're gonna start on may 25th to kick off this 
and do the celebration. And so the team is the past, present, future. So we have like five days after just celebrating the whole week. Um, so that's the idea. So you start Wednesday, the 25th, and then you have Thursday and then Friday and, uh, and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And then Sunday, we're going to do like this big closing ceremony. So opening ceremony on May 25th, closing ceremony on May 29th. And then in between, we have a lot of um, events, discussion. It's going to be a hybrid. So um, global discussion, people from like all over the place, from the continent, from, uh, you know, the U.S. and from, you know, the Caribbean, Europe, like you name it. We have a speaker from like all kind of topic. We have a concert that's gonna be happening. Uh, we have like um, networking event. We have uh, everything. We have like everything that can celebrate us as a people. So it's just gonna be dope. Now, you know, you said from all over the world, um, there, we have, there's an African-American woman that's in the International Space Station. I wish we could plug her in so that we could have somebody join in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the space, right? That would have been yeah. dope. Um, we have, we do have uh, Elaine uh, from, she's a vice president from, from um, Harvard representing. And then we have, yeah, we have a people um, from representing from everywhere, except, except from the, um, except <laughs> from this guy. Well, you know, you're, I'm not surprised that you're doing it. I'm not surprised how big you're um, imagining it. Um, I'm not surprised that you're looking past, present, and future. And something that you said stuck with me, you said we should know the names. You want us to know the founders' names, like we know Marcus Garvey and Kenyatta and all these others who came before us and did revolutionary things, because this was revolutionary. Absolutely. It was a, revolu a revolutionary. I think like during the summit, we're going to be like talking about these people, like the Kwame Kuruma, you know, like the MSAs or the, like all these like, giant on the continent and even like a lot of the african-american that like participated uh at this summit we should know who they are and why and how and what they did and then there are pictures of this this event and and yeah it's, it's dope it's a cultural cultural stuff so yeah let me it's, ask it's, you it's, this okay are you having a special t-shirt for those of us who can't attend cannot attend in person or hybrid will we be able to see the 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 replay is there a fee to attend? And are you selling t-shirts? I want to Yeah, I think there's gonna be Omec t-shirt. Um, that's what I'm wearing this right now. And the hoodies <laughs> coming out for that. Uh, maybe we might make a um we haven't done any specific t-shirt yet for this summit itself, but that may be coming because um this is gonna be annual now going forward. So Africa Day t-shirt. Um, but right now, like yeah, the merch is gonna be Omec. Omec t-shirt is gonna be out. And uh, the, yes, the full program in terms of the ticket, the full programs now is available at the africaday.com. Let me, africadayevent.com. So I can, I can share it with you and then you can um, share it with, uh, with your, with your uh, um, audience. So africaday.eventsplural.com. So we have like the whole full program available now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you see the lineup and then see everything that's happening, just, just log in there. There's an early bird ticket right now available until Friday, which is only 20, 20 euro to like participate all the online discussion. Um, yeah, 
I'll put the link, I'll share the link with you. Okay, and you mentioned hybrid. So we know that that means you can join from your computer, but if you want to join in person, is it going to be in the Netherlands? Yeah, so if you want to join in person, it's going to be in, in the Netherlands, Amsterdam. So we have like a concert, movies, and all the in-person one is going to be, uh, unfortunately right now, only in Amsterdam. But we do, actually, believe it or not, we have a lot of people coming from all over the place, coming from all the way to the U.S., um, from France, from Germany, from Switzerland, uh, from the U.K. <laughs> and uh, I mean, who doesn't Fantastic. want to come to Amsterdam? <laughs> Fantastic. And what is the venue in Amsterdam? Or will it be over several venues? It will be over several venues, but one of the venues um, that most people, very famous venue here is called Paradiso. Um, it's like one of like the most, um, you know, classic uh, concert um, place. They do like a huge venue. So we work with them. There's that, there's a plaque, there's a eye museum. Um, so it's like one of the, the, the yeah classic museum it's like very very well known so we're working with a lot of um, places actually wow it's amazing i know i know i just looked at the uh the website and, are you looking at the website yeah and think? it's amazing the names the the days uh let me just read quickly the yes. the themes for the day so the first day is wednesday the 25th of may celebrating africa day day two understanding our history Day three, embracing our present. Day four, building futures. And day five, pursuit of community. I'm, it's going to be this. amazing. Wow. Love this. I have Thank to figure you. out how to get there. <laughs> you know, I know I'm going to, I'm going to register for hybrid, but yeah, I know. Let's look and see if I'm going in person. Um, Thank you so much for all the work you do, all the inspiration, the, the fabulous way that you bring people together thought leaders, students, ordinary people like me, our bicultural kids, you know, everybody, we can just grab everybody from, by the hand and bring them along. Um, I urge everyone that gets to listen and see this to contribute to the fundraising efforts for our diaspora students um, and others who have left Ukraine because of the war, have been displaced or trying to get settled, trying to continue their studies, trying to get their legal statuses straight and also, once you um, click that link to give what you can, click the link to register for Africa Day. And if you haven't already joined the OMEC community, do that as well. Um, it's a wonderful place to be. You're never bored and it's, it's high quality. Kimo, is there any last words you want to give us? Thank you so much. Again, Angela, anything you want to say? I'm going to be quiet. I'm so grateful for both of you all. Thank you. I just want to say thank you to Kimo for everything that you're doing for the, the refugees from Ukraine and for the, the African diaspora. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for telling our story. Um, thank you for amplifying you know, people's voice from the community. I think this is all of our responsibility. And I think that's everybody need to do their part. You, know, you just do a little of your part and, and we all do that and then collectively we move forward. So thank you for doing that. And yeah, at OMEC, this is what we do. We have the responsibility to move the community forward, to tell our story, to change, to create the change that we want to see now. Now, like we're supposed to do yesterday, not tomorrow, now. Um, so that's what we do. That's what, that's what we, that's our vision. That's our mission. That's our, 
that's what we're here for. And, and then really, I think this is extremely important. Like if you look at our website, if you look at in that community, you've been there. Um, if you look at our discussion, it's a high quality. That's never compromised. Like we have a talented people and we know how to represent our people. We know how to represent who we are. And so if you look at our website, if you look at our communities, if you look at everything, you feel proud to like, oh man, this like, this is how it's supposed to be. And so I'll call everybody like, you know, if you can join us, just come find out what is happening and just contribute. This is the community that we're building for us and it's built by us and, and then create a future that we want. That's it, it is that simple, so. Yeah, well, super, thank you so much. And um, we'll check back with you in, I don't know, a few weeks, months, and hopefully the war will be over. Yeah. Um, but I don't hold a lot of hope for that. Um, but we'll we'll check back and see how everything is going and what else we can do to help you. All right, let's do that. Thank you so very much and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Bye.